Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. A lot going on this weekend here in our town. And uh, joining us to talk about this is uh, Deputy Chief of Police Dan Kinsella from Hamilton Police Services. Good to see you again. Uh, this is a, a hectic day, obviously. There's an ongoing investigation up in the Ancaster area and lots of other things happening. Uh, I appreciate you uh, taking some time to come in here today. Oh, my pleasure, Bill. Uh, always happy to be on and nice to see you again. Uh, we should mention, by the way, because we've been talking about the uh, the investigation, uh, my understanding is that there'll be uh, uh, a, a, a presser later on today, around uh, 2 o'clock, I understand? Yes, uh, it'll be uh, at uh, 2 p.m. this afternoon. Uh, we'll give an update on uh, the most recent shooting that happened last night. Okay, and uh, we'll wait for that information at that time. I know that uh, there's still a lot of work and paperwork that has to be done and people notified, etc. So we'll set that aside for now. Now, this weekend, uh, we got Super Call coming up downtown. Uh, there's a number of football game, of course, tomorrow afternoon uh, at Tim Horton Field. And McMaster Homecoming, which uh, sends shivers down the spines of people who live anywhere near student housing. I, I guess you don't even have to be near the student housing. And we've had some problems in the past, haven't we? Yeah, we sure have. And, uh, you know, we're, we're cognizant of what occurred in the past, and we're trying to uh, prevent those incidents from occurring this weekend and certainly into the future. And uh, from the police perspective, we want everybody to enjoy their weekend and, and uh, celebrate, but we do want them to celebrate responsibly and in addition to that we want to let the people that are celebrating and out and about in the community let them know what uh, the consequences may be uh, for their actions if they uh, breach any of the uh, provincial legislation or any of the bylaws or anything like that so we've started a communication campaign not only through McMaster to the students uh, but also we have some stuff going on on Twitter uh, for uh, the partiers so to speak uh, they know what they can expect if they step over the line and uh, we're really interested in making sure that every Everyone enjoys their weekend. So uh, the revelers, safe, uh, law-abiding, and the citizens in the West End, particularly of Hamilton, we want to make sure that they enjoy their weekend as well and ensure their quality of life through uh, through through to Sunday. So the uh, the, the old line, oh, come on, officer, we're just having some fun. That's not going to cut it. That isn't this weekend. We're holding a zero tolerance uh, for any kind of infraction. So open liquor, uh, urination in public, uh, large parties, uh, noise, any of those things that occur, uh, we will be swift. We will be out early. We will be highly visible. And we will be enforcing uh, uh, all infractions uh, to make sure that we get the message across and also making sure that people stay safe. That's all part of the safety program. And uh, we've told them, we've educated them, we've given them fair warning uh, so they know what they can expect. Because uh, a lot of the time, I know, Dan, this is, this is open to interpretation. I mean, you know, somebody's idea of fun. Uh, but, you know, the, the stuff you just listed off here when you check those boxes, I mean, we're talking about, uh, you know, damage to property. We're talking about vandalism. Uh, lewd behavior, things like that. I mean, th th those are, you know, those are serious offenses, really. Absolutely. And what, you know, what traditionally happens is is uh, things start out, you know, relatively calm, and then, then it's a little bit contagious. Uh, you've got open liquor. Open liquor leads to urination because they have to go. And then uh, the noise starts up. Uh, but what you just mentioned, Bill, takes us to a whole new realm because it, it, it could be criminal, right? If they're doing damage and causing mischief, um, if there's some sort of lewd behavior that crosses into the criminal element, people can expect to be arrested and be held accountable. I, I know you study this, and, and I'm sure it's one of the courses they teach up at Elmer about this, about how when people get together, and oftentimes when liquor's involved, there's, there's a, a mob mentality that can develop. Not always, but it does. And we've seen that. I know you've seen that here in this community in the past. I, I still remember, it was about five or six years ago in London, Ontario, at Fanshawe, there was that, that well, I mean, they were setting cars on fire. And they, I mean, these are students. These are not terrorists or anything like this, but it just seems that something seems to take over when there's a whole bunch of people doing something stupid. And, and it's, I guess you know, that's, that's where the, they start crossing the line. 
Right. And and it is, and it can be uh, contagious. And, and uh, to your point, they are just students. They're, they're generally, they're all good kids. Uh, they're trying to get out there and have a good time. Uh, but there's an element uh, that isn't there for a good time. They're in there for the mischief and those kind of things. So what you have is a group of kids that may get caught up in it. And uh, because they see the behavior, uh, they may think it's permissible. And it's not. Um, it, it's not okay to, to uh, uh, commit criminal offenses. It's not okay to commit the breaches of the... Uh, uh, provincial offenses, whether it be open liquor, intoxicated in a public place, whatever it may be. Uh, that kind of stuff is not okay. We've been communicating the message. And and uh, like I said, uh, for those that choose to cross that line, they will be held accountable. I, I reference this and, and characterize this as West End. And, and obviously that's the university campus and there's a lot of student housing there. But uh, this can spread to other areas too. Well, it certainly can because, uh, you know, uh, we've been working hard uh, with our partners, McMaster, uh, City Bylaw, and, um, you know, they have the football game at McMaster in the afternoon. Uh, but when, you know, those events are done, uh, people can go to other areas. They could go into Supercrawl. They could go into Hess Village. Uh, they could go to the Tiger Cat game tomorrow. So these are all the things that, you know, we kind of have to uh, be cognizant of and pay attention to, and we are. And we're making sure that we monitor the crowds to see where they're going and what they're doing. Always with the intention of don't do this we want you to be safe here's the rules those kind of things and uh, we truly do just want everyone to have a great weekend when you've got a weekend like this with all these happen things happening in in such a short period of time with as you mentioned super call and a bunch of other things going on uh, what, what kind of pressure does that put on police services in, in this community? Well, certainly from a resource perspective, it puts uh, great pressure on us. We have to make sure that we properly deploy, properly put the uh, resources into place. Um, we don't have, uh, you know, an abundance. Like, it's not like we have a lot of people standing around doing nothing. So we have to kind of prioritize. We have to put people into the right uh, position. But even beyond that, we have to have the ability to respond and to be flexible in our response. So if we need to uh, move resources from where one area to the other. We have to be prepared to do that. Uh, we don't do it in the moment. We generally prepare uh, in advance. What if, then, what are we going to do? So we have these kind of plans and contingencies in place, and uh, we're prepared for the weekend, and we will respond accordingly. Is, is there a, a number that you have in mind, uh, you know, officers at a certain location? Because obviously you have to have a presence. You know, we'll talk about downtown, about the super crawl. I think last year they, they estimated about 200,000 people attended that. Does, does that equate to you, X number of officers that need to be around there? Well, on some level it does. We have uh, main things that we have to look after. We have to look after traffic concerns. We have to have a presence of officers uh, in and around um, uh, beer gardens and those kind of things just to make sure that people know that the police are in the area. And then we also have to have officers who are uh, patrolling in those events. So Supercrawl, for example, 200,000 last year. I think they're predicting much more. They've added a day. They've expanded the footprint of yeah. it. So so those are all things that we have to pay attention to and deploy appropriately. The other issue we have is uh, operational continuity out on the street. Uh, we've got to respond to the calls for service that keep coming and we have to make sure that uh, we have those officers that are doing that while they're aware of what's going on at Supercrawl, McMaster and all the other areas. So we're all prepared uh, to respond on a priority basis depending on what comes our way. So, so there's a, obviously a coordination. I mean, this is not like you guys looked at the calendar and said, hey, you know what's going on this weekend? I mean, you've, you've been working on this for some time, I would think. Absolutely. And, and, and uh, quite honestly, we started planning for homecoming right after last year's homecoming. And, um, you know, uh, with any of these things, we do a debrief. We looked at what we did. How are we going to change? What should we change to do uh, something different? How are we going to respond? We have made some changes into our response for this year. And um, we're, we're regularly planning for that. It's the same with Ticket 
games, it's the same with Supercrawl. As soon as we finished up with Supercrawl last year, and I've been, uh, as the divisional commander in Division One, had a lot of experience working with Tim Potasek, and, yeah. and we have great cooperation, and we're all like-minded. Safety, uh, safety, making sure everybody has a good time. So we're planning pretty much all year round, working with the city. The city's heavily involved, and obviously out at McMaster, uh, we're working with our partners there all the time. What about the, the 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 duties of the officers themselves? I, I I remember last year after the homecoming, and you're right, there were some incidents, and we we talked about this on the program at that time, and we heard from some of the residents said, you know, we saw these guys doing this and this and this, and the cops did nothing. I, I know you hear that all the time. Uh, what can they can and cannot do? An officer who may be on site and seeing some sort of stuff like this. I mean, there are some people that are going to say, oh, just arrest this guy or, or whatever they're going to uh, Obviously, there has to be some discussion and some training about the officers on site and what they can and cannot do or should or should not do. Right. And and we do that and, and we have an operational plan for all the events that are going on this weekend. Part of that operational plan is a mission. What do we want to accomplish? How are we going to get it done? And then uh, how are we going to execute that particular plan and where people are going to be? But we also have to be cognizant of officer safety. So we've got the community safety piece. We've got the officer safety piece. Obviously, we will act depending on the gravity of the situation. So we have something serious happen. Officers are going to act, uh, react, whatever the case may be, based on their training, based on their use of force options available, based on the number of officers. But we also have to be uh, evaluative on what's happening and and what is the offense. So, for example, you may have someone uh, within a crowd that's um, uh, consuming uh, marijuana or cannabis, say, and somebody uh, might say they're committing a criminal offense, and they are, but they could be uh, in the middle of a crowd of 200 people and, and and then we have to evaluate what is the uh, danger what is the response do we need to go and arrest that person right now or are there other options conversely an assault that's happening in a crowd we would we would react much more uh, uh, deliberately so there's a bit of an assessment that goes on keeping in mind what is the absolute threat that's occurring what's the threat to the officer what's the overall threat to the community and the officers have a lot of training in in, in uh, the ability to respond appropriately and they do all the time communication's got to be big on this though I would think of uh, obviously with these incidents and these festivals and, and events where there's going to be a lot of people, but uh, th- th- there can be fluid situations too. I mean, we, you and I remember talking about the, the Lock Street incident from a while back, and that actually started in another part of downtown and, and, and spread to that. And, and, but the communication was ongoing at that time. Not st- I, don't, I know some people were saying, well, the cops were never around. Well, you, you were, and you were marshaling in the proper area. Right. And, and communication is huge. Not only communication between the officers on the ground, the officers that are, are uh, commanding the particular incident. And, and um, I, this weekend, I will be heavily involved in the communication uh, with the command officer that will be looking after homecoming, uh, super crawl, and all those kind of things. Plus, we have a duty officer that's out, uh, out and about on the street looking after the calls for service. So that communication is always flowing. Uh, it, bo- it goes both up and down. I regularly update the chief. So those things are already happening. But we are all also in regular communication with these groups. So, uh, for example, if someone is, is uh, forming up for a demonstration and they're preparing, we meet with the leaders of those groups. We have conversation with them in advance. What are you guys planning to do? We're here to help you. We're here to make it safe. We're here to make sure that uh, nothing goes awry. Um, we just need to know what your intentions are. And more times than not, they will uh, communicate with us and say, listen, we're coming here. We're, we're demonstrating against this particular issue. We've got five speakers. Here's the time it's going to be happening. We'll ask a question like, are you 
planning to go mobile? Are you planning to march to another site or anything like that? And uh, generally speaking, if they are, they'll tell us. If they're not, uh, they'll tell us. So we can make the appropriate plans. We always have contingencies in the back. Uh, but uh, to the Lock Street incident, started somewhere else. They mobilized. They moved to Lock Street. So we have to plan for that. We have the uh, resources in advance. We do our very best. They don't always tell us. Sometimes there's, you know, hidden agendas with different groups. And then, of course, just finishing up on the communication point, we rely on the community to report. If they see something, say something. And, and the community knows. Uh, like this weekend in, in Westdale, if they see crowds of kids forming up, they've got beers in their hand, they've got red solo cups, um, and we don't happen to be there at that particular moment, we need a call. We need a call on the admin line. And we'll get out there and we'll respond because we're going to be in the area, so we're going to be close. So that communication works al- always. And I can't tell you enough that we need the community to help us. They're the eyes and ears, and, and they get to us, and we can get out there and we can try to solve problems. We, we've talked an awful lot here about crowd control and, and, and the sorts of things that are going on. Uh, right at the beginning, you touched on something, though, that uh, we, I, we tend to overlook until after the fact, uh, is traffic control. I mean, this city is going to be kind of crazy this weekend with, obviously, d- cl- road closures in some areas and masses of people <coughs> going on, and that falls within your purview. I mean, you, you're going to have to control it, whether the, the, the roads are going to be closed, alternate routes and things of this nature, and, and again, officers need to be involved there. Absolutely, and, and, and that's a big part of it. That's kind of where it starts, really. Yeah. And if I uh, uh, use, I can use both examples, super crawl and for homecoming um, when the students go out and they're drinking and and uh, or even if they're just forming up and 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 standing around and they begin to take over the street that immediately causes a concern because we need people to be able to access that street we need people to get to their homes we need emergency services vehicles uh, paramedics fire whoever that may be we need to keep the streets clear so that's the other part of the messaging and when those vehicles are coming down and and uh, people are, are obstructing the roadway that's a real problem for us so we got to be on top of it even in super call. There's, even though the streets are blocked off uh, from King down to Strawn, um, there's a lot of intersections that are still open as you go along York Boulevard and, and, and things like that. So we have to be uh, cognizant of the traffic. The, the city still needs to flow. The city, uh, people in the city still need to get to where they are. So we're out there, we're cognizant of it, and, and uh, we're prepared. Uh, you guys are like the umpires in a baseball game, right? If, if everything goes well, nobody sees you. That's right. <laughs> nobody pays attention. And and I'm hoping it's that way. I mean, yes. there's there's the potential here for all sorts of wonderful things to happen this weekend uh, and a lot of people to enjoy themselves. But uh, I guess the message here that uh, that you want to impart is that, look at, uh, just be reasonable about this and be smart and you know, don't do anything stupid because obviously there's going to be ramifications. Right. And and really, we want everyone to have a great weekend, whether you're the uh, students participating in homecoming, the people going to the Ticat game, uh, people attending Supercrawl, because all of these events are great for the city of Hamilton. They're fantastic. And, and our message is, and to your point, we would rather not be seen. We would rather have there be no incidents, whether it be at Hess Village or anywhere. We don't want anything to happen. Uh, if it does, we'll respond. Um, that's why we get out in front. We do the messaging. We tell people what they can expect. And we're hoping everyone... Uh, does the right thing and and uh, enjoys their weekend and it should be beautiful weather so I'm hoping and uh, I expect that uh, it will be a great weekend for the city of Hamilton. Deputy Chief Dan Kinsella thanks for coming in and good luck this weekend. My pleasure thanks Bill. The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.